You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Worldwide Sports Radio presents Chalk Talk. Boy, that escalated quickly. I mean, that really got out of hand fast. With, with, with Renee Canales, Fogues, and James Baccioni. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to this edition of Chalk Talk here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. It is Thursday, March 7th, 2019. I am Renee Canales, joined in the studio by our producer, Big Mike Rifkin, who's over there to my right. James Baccioni will be joining us momentarily. There was some traffic on the Long Island Expressway. As usual. As usual. Uh, for what for godforsaken reason they decided to do road work during the middle of the day, <laughs> I do not understand. But I understand his frustration. Um, so he will be joining us at, uh, momentarily. But um, <clears throat> Big Mike, how was your, your your day yesterday? Everything good? Yeah, everything's good, man. Awesome Doing sauce, right. man. Doing um, right. We'll start off a little slow uh, while James Baccioni comes in. Uh, Mets uh, officially signed Carlos Gomez to a minor league deal. Uh, no significance with that. Well, they said he's going to be battling for an outfielder uh, spot. Yeah, he's probably going to get. A spot on this team. If he performs well, he's getting a spot. We'll wait for Jimmy's uh, reaction to that one. Because uh, I'm pretty. I, I mean, my thinking is that the Mets will obviously go with Conforto, uh, Lagares, Conforto, and Nemo are going to get the corners. Nemo. Yeah. I, and I then they still have uh, uh, Braxton, right? Yeah. I think they're going to shop Juan <laughs> Lagares. I really do. I, I think that's. I think the injuries kind of hurt him. Hurt him a lot. Literally, yeah. yeah. Um, so that's a little bit of Met news there. <clears throat> oh, but, but, but Tim Tebow, DH today. Oh, geez. oh man. Oh, they're playing this, right? So he has not been sent to minor league camp yet, which, well, they're not on there. They're not on TV. I think they're on the road anyway, playing the Nats. Yeah. They, the were, Na- they were, I think they were down one, nothing. Already. Yeah. Then, uh, I believe <laughs> Jacob DeGrom was starting. So, uh, Yankee knew, oh, Jose Fernandez, uh-huh. oh. Talk about a sad story. I mean, no matter how you look at it, yeah. Is that one of his last starts, actually? It might have been. 2016. I think that might be one of his last starts. It could have been. Or it might have been 17. Oh, I don't remember. But, uh, yeah, that's – anytime I see his name or his face, it, it kind of brings it, back It gets that. me. Yeah. It gets me, too. I remember, man, I, I woke up in the morning that day. I woke up in the morning. I was sleeping at my grandma's house. I wake up, my phone is blown up with notifications. And I'm like, I'm still half asleep. You know, I got the cold in my eyes and stuff. I look at it, and I'm like, Jose Fernandez. Who's Jose Fernandez? I'm like, no way. I'm like, no. Are you? No. And, like, I actually teared up. Yeah. I actually teared up for that. I was, I think I was at home. Now, this was. Prior to me having a smartphone, because I, was, I already had my, I, I was very anti-smartphone, so I had a bunch of text messages from my friends saying, "Oh my, did you hear about Jose?" Fern-? I'm like, "No, what happened to Jose Fernandez?" I go online and I see, yeah, no, that's tough, like, man. <sighs> I was, I was pretty upset that entire day, and it, and it felt like Jose was like. I don't want to make it seem like it was a family, but like a friend or something like that. Like that's how like he upset was so I was. Enjoyful yeah. to watch because he pitched with such emotion. And he was really he, he was one of the only reasons you could watch the Marlins at that time. Yeah, and like 
At that point, you know, like he was on his way to greatness and whatnot, and you but, know, to stardom. I want to—I don't want to no. say greatness, but to stardom. Like, yeah, he was really—he was Th- that think good of a pitcher. Think about that. Those Mar- the Marlins, they had Jose Fernandez, and then they had the outfield of Stanton, Ozuna, and Yelich, and they now Real Muto, Real Muto, Justin Bohr, and now nothing. they've got no- none they've of got those nothing. guys. D Gordon was still on it. D Gordon. They, they had—they have nobody, uh, but. Yeah, I mean that that just popped up because I, I turned on SNY to see if the Mets were playing and and they're showing a uh, Mets classic from 2016 when Jose Fernandez is pitching and he, his face just so having to pop up. I like him walking into this room and hearing the disrespect for Curtis Granderson. What? He's a Marlin. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, wait, I haven't. I, I don't think I would ever disrespect Curtis Granderson. <laughs> Uh, What's up, everyone? What's going on, Jimmy? As you guys hear, James Baccioni is officially in the building. So was it really road work, or was it just the village people? No, it was, was, (laughs) I don't know, I'm driving on the LE, and all of a sudden I'm at exit 55, and things are just stopped, and I'm like, what is going on? It's (laughs) midday on the LIE. So then I see, I took my GPS, and it's like 30 minutes, and I'm like, I'm like 15 minutes away, less. (laughs) And then as I'm like kind of in it, it's going a little bit, and I see like the construction trucks that like have like the lights. But they're getting out of the way, so I just got there at the end. And I was like, oh, that's why I was like, oh, Renee, yeah. I lied. Like, oh, <laughs> I lied. It's, it's over. But they were doing it. I Almost. Almost. Oh, okay. But um, oh, we started off with a uh, little bit of news. The Mets uh, officially signed Carlos Gomez to a minor league deal, and they're, and they're saying that uh, he will be competing for an outfield position on the big league roster. Uh, your thoughts on that? Sure. Not too much thoughts on sure. not too much thought <laughs> on that. Why not? Why not? Low risk, high reward. Let's go. Um, I wanted to get to some Yankee news, actually, before. Um, Aaron Boone yesterday in his press conferences down in uh, spring training announced that CC Sabathia was more, more than likely going to start on the uh, on the injured list, uh, formerly, lo- formerly known as the uh, disabled list. Uh, because of the procedure that he had earlier in, uh, earlier in the year with, uh, you know, he was having heart, heart mm-hmm. issues. Um, so that pretty much... You know, sums it up. You're gonna have Lo- you're gonna have Loizaga and and Domingo Herman probably. You need to make a move. I mean that that's you need to bring in a veteran pitcher who you can rely on to eat innings. Two starting pitchers now. You're gonna tell me you're gonna be out of your rotation for a little bit at least. We know one is probably gonna end up being somewhat of a long term thing. Who knows with CC? Yeah, yeah. Who knows? I mean, there's names sitting there you could bring in. <clears throat> there's trades out there to be made. I'm Michael Fulmer from Detroit. It's not a bad name. No, it's not. Gio Gonzalez. Gio, I mean, those I, are the free. Those are the obvious what we talked about yeah, yesterday. Dallas Keuchel's still out there, but I don't. I, don't, I mean, I, I see why Dallas Keuchel adds another lefty to to, to the uh, rotation. Um, I really think if Keuchel's going to be signed, John Heyman basically said on Twitter, "It's going to be the Astros." I mean, but what is the CC Sabathia injury, and what do we know about the Severino injury? What does that mean for the Yankees? You have, they become a much more desperate team, a team that never really maybe thought about signing Keigel, but now, yeah. you know, circumstances have played out the way they have, and well, the you're se- in this situation. <clears throat> well, the Severino thing was very unexpected, but the CC Sabathia um, trip to the injured list was more of a. We saw we, we knew that was happening. We knew that was happening because he had the heart procedure. And we knew that it was going to take some time for him to actually come back and, and get into while he's on activity. The, can I ask a question? <sighs> while he's on the injured list, is he going to do his ESPN work? Oh, yeah, that's interesting. Uh, probably. Probably. I, I, I just thought that deal was ironic. 
the deal with ESPN. I mean, here's a guy who's That's still, more probably like off days types still, of things. I, I know. It's just weird seeing an active player try to do that. Yeah, that's more of a off day type of thing. Yeah. If he I wants think. to do it when he's retired, all for it, but I mean it is his last year, so Oh yeah. Giving it giving it the old college try, I guess. I mean, what can we really expect from CC Zabathia this year? Nothing not not much. I mean well, well you're you're the Yankee fan in the room. What's your expectation? I'm expecting three DL stints. Um <laughs> we got one. Yeah, we got one. <laughs> we got, we got one right out of the way, right off the bat. So I'm expecting two more. Uh Numbers wise, ten wins. Yeah, just yeah, maybe yeah. That ERA ele- eleven, four? probably twelve, pushing it. I, I mean, know. but what would you really be expecting from Jonathan Lewisaga if he comes in? Well, Jonathan Lewisaga is more. Is, I mean, no, I, I no, I understand. He's more of a short term type of thing. Where is he even ready? They brought him up last year, and he did not. He didn't do too bad. Five point eleven ERA. He pitched what Two, nine games? Yeah, it's not great. It's not terrible. I mean, I mean, he's a rookie, a sm- of course. Yeah. But it's a small sample. It's a small, small sample size, of course. Was that really the guy you want to go in to start your season with? And when you have World Series expectations, when getting a guy like Gio or like Keuchel is no, just money. I, I don't disagree. I don't. Dis- I don't disagree with bringing in one of the uh, one of those veteran pitchers. I really don't. I'm here for. I'm here for bringing in Gio Gonzalez. I'm here for. I was very taken aback, sort of in a sense, for bringing in Dal- Dallas Keuchel. But the more I thought about it, I'm like. Another lefty arm. Um, ground ball pitcher. Ground ball pitcher. Yeah, exactly. Which is why Due I would Due for a good season. If you look at his career, if you look at his seasons, I mean, he's on He really on, has on, no on, choice. On, on, he really has no damn choice. He's still. <laughs> 15, 17, 19. Yeah. Yeah. He had a bad 16, like he had a bad like, 18. He's due for a good one. It's like the Giants when they won the World Series, like every, every other year. year. Yeah. So, I, don't know. I don't know. Maybe the, uh, the planets have aligned in yeah, maybe. <laughs> the planets have, he's an, odd, he's odd an out of number guy. type of guy, yeah. Um, how much pressure does no CC and no Severino for whatever period of time? Severino adds pressure. CC didn't. I don't think really no, added that much pressure. Oh uh, no, 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 no! Not on the team, oh. but on James Paxton. Oh they man! Got oh, the, big time! Because that's the guy who you want. They went out and got that adds pressure to Tanaka. That adds pressure to Paxton. That adds pressure to to J Hap. Well, I, I think the difference between Tanaka and Hap and Paxton is Tanaka and Hap have been in New York. James Paxton's used to pitching. It's the in new Seattle. guy. No, I, I, expect, I expect James have to go out there and do what he did when they acquired him. I expect him to have a very solid season. Yeah, but like no, but, it, but it still do, adds more but, pressure. Because, yeah, sure, but I don't think he's a guy who's going to really necessarily let that affect him. I think oh, he's I'm not out saying there it will. I'm just, yeah, Tanaka, yeah. I agree, adds a lot of pressure to Tanaka, but he's showing to give you a big game pitcher. He's just got to stay healthy. That's the problem. Because with him. Tanaka, when he and first no, came, Pat- was sort of you know given that ace role, and he yeah. never really. Took it by the horns, but I think he, I think he's been in New York long enough to understand the. Oh yeah, to sure. not let that really affect him as much. But uh, yeah, Paxton is the guy in this rotation now who, who has to step up and become that ace that he wasn't. It Seattle. sort of falls yeah. on his I shoulder mean, now too. It's a, it's a different ballpark. It's a different media. It's a different situation a in totally terms of what you're trying to win. Yeah. It can he do it? Um, you know, I guess we have to wait and see, but it's definitely on him now to become that ace if Severino especially is out long-term. I mean, who else yeah. is going to step up and do it? It's James Paxton. It's the guy you went out and got. It's the guy you went out and acquired right. and traded good players for. Yeah. Justice Sheffield. Yeah. I mean, a guy who could have who you could have used very In much the, right now. What what I'm th- What kind of justice would it be if he has a great <laughs> year? <laughs> Criminal. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of thinking of where does Chance Adams, uh, you know, stand in all of this? Oh, folks, his boy. 
Yeah, oh, that's right. <laughs> I'm guessing they really don't think much of Chance Adams at all at this point. So he must not have much of a chance. I don't. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I was. I wasn't gonna. I was gonna like sort of let that go, but oh, shit. He just rattled off like yeah. six in a row. <laughs> so I'm fired today. But no, yeah, I, I agree. Luis Sessa. You really want him? I, no, I don't. Success is more of a bullpen guy at this, or or uh, you know he comes in if you know your pitcher gets blown up. Mm-hmm. You know, long reliever. Yeah, long. He's a long reliever. I think you have to make a move. I don't think they really have a chance now. I mean, uh, I have a choice now. Exactly. I, I really yeah. don't. We got someone on the line here. I do. Who we got? Jeff. Yes, sir. Don't Hi, Jeff. Man. Hi, Pumpkin. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. How are you? <laughs> Terrific. Uh, listen, man, I realized it would be, like, unconventional, right? Like, teams don't do this for whatever reason. But why wouldn't the Yankees, like, kind of platoon that fifth spot in the rotation and let CC pitch every other week to kind of keep him healthy and also be able to sprinkle in either Loisica or Chance Adams to get some more major league experience? Well, there well. I also read, well, saw yesterday that the Yankees were uh, really thinking about going with an uh, going with an opener at some point. Uh, that'd probably be, you know, in CC spot if anything. Once Severino comes back, well, if we know what the uh, timetable is on Severino, that'd probably be in CC spot at this point. Uh, but to I mean, to, to, me, to me, to me, I don't know. Have an opener. Say it again. Does it matter if you have an opener? Because regardless, he's going to get those innings at some point in that game. I'm just thinking if if he started every other start that he should, right? Because what what does a what does a guy get about 32, 33 starts a season? Yes, yeah, yeah. that's if you cut it that's down a, by half. A good so, season, yeah. so if so if you were only starting him fifteen times a year, at least there's probably a better shot of of, of cutting down on three trips to the disabled list and keeping them fresher and healthier for the playoffs. I mean, I, I mean the Yankees are probably going to control his work. His so workload. You're talking about more of like a six-man rotation. Yeah, at that point, that's what I guess. That's where Louis. I mean, but hey, I mean, not that I'm going to say the Yankees are going to do that. But to Jeff's point, we've always seen over since Masahiro Tanaka's career, he pitches better on six days rest than five days rest. He does because that's how they do it in Japan. But you're not talking about a, but you're not talking about a six-man rotation. You're just saying because that would still that would still have him have him pitch. You know. Yeah, once you're right. A week. You're right. What I'm saying yeah. is no, when you're... the fifth spot comes up, he pitches every other fifth yeah. spot. I got you. I got you. I so got at you. that point, you would have a Luis Sessa pitch an inning or two, and then you would go to like a Loisago or something like that. Or I mean, but even then, you still have a Domingo Herman who was up last year. Uh, Showed flashes. Yeah, he did show some flashes. His first start, he took... Uh, he took a, a no no. I think uh, I, I think he even took a perfect game into but the all, sixth but just inning. As, just as many flashes of brilliance and, as he showed. Yeah. He showed control issues. Yeah, absolutely. So. Uh, but I guess you want me to the, get my right shoulder loose. <laughs> I mean, but I think that if you had someone platooning that spot with CC, it would allow those guys fifteen starts and not a ton of pressure throughout the regular season to be as consistent as maybe they would have to be, right? I mean, I, I I don't know. I I would have to see what type of CC Sabathia is out there though, because the only I mean, way you, the only way you're going to figure that out. Say it again. I think you saw as good as you're going to get, right? I mean, like, but I mean, he's not improving with age. He's also a guy that you're not necessarily saving his arm for the playoffs. No, 
So if you're going to pit, get him 35 starts and he's pitching effectively every time he goes out there, why not just eat him up in the last year of his major league career? The only reason why that, you know, the Yankees ended up having but to that, use him last year was because they didn't really have anybody else to go to in the rotation in, in, in the playoffs. But this year you have uh, uh, Severino, Tanaka, Paxton, have. You have your four starters right there for the playoffs. In, in, in a seven-game series or even in a three-game series. If he's pitching well and he's pitching well consistently, there's no reason to take him out. Why not just no. use, as much, use him as much as possible? I mean, I, I see it when when he's you know he's off his game a little bit uh, and you want to give him some rest, then, yeah, you skip a start. But if he's if he's going you know every five days and he's pitching strong and he's giving you five innings a, a game, I don't necessarily see a reason why to, to, to skip mm-hmm, him. Mm-hmm. In You're a not sense. saving him for anything. Yeah, exactly. Just final stand. You, you kind of want to do right. I mean, I understand you want to give him some rest, but I don't know. You kind of want to do right by him, he rests dude. every four days. Yeah. <laughs> and if anything, I mean, and if right anything you him, push him in the sixth day. I mean, you want to do right by him, but let's be honest. The Yankees don't care about American League, uh, American League East pennants. They don't. What they care about is World Series pennants, right? And to, if you're going to burn out C.C. Sabathia <laughs> in the regular season because you're like, ah, it's his last year, let's just ride him. That's not really doing them a service either if you can't have them for the playoffs. Uh, I, I, I don't, I don't agree with, bullpen, with them. With the bullpen arms they have, I'm not even convinced C.C. Sabathia is going to make the postseason roster. Oh, he's making the postseason roster. think so? Roster. Oh, I, I guess they I mean they'd have to in terms of doing right by him, like yeah. we're saying. But and I, I mean, how many innings could you expect him to pitch in the playoffs with, well, how many, with the strong no, arms they pitch, have? No, he's not going to pitch. Not gonna pitch. No, Put him a, in the bullpen. Yeah. He's not going to need him unless they're getting blown out. You don't want to pitch him. I'm sure you don't, but, you and, know. And I and – I, I disagree with them not caring about the American League East. I, I think they want to avoid at all costs that think, wild card yeah, game. I think every team wants to avoid that wild card. No, listen, I, I agree with you to that point. But what I'm, I guess what I'm saying is that's not their goal. Their goal isn't to win the American League. No, their goal is the World Series. World Series at any means right. necessary, yeah. of course. But, but yeah, that all starts hell yeah. helps, especially yeah. get that home field advantage. Hell yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, the, the wild card last year came down sort of, you know, to the sort of the second to, to final series of the season where they weren't sure whether they were going to go to Oakland or Oakland was going to come here. You know, you don't want to deal with that. You want to you want to capture that American League East uh, division as soon as you can. And clinch so, yourself a, at least a series. Exactly. At least three games. And as a Yankee fan, how worried about uh, Severino are you? Oh, I was saying it yesterday. Uh, I'm pretty worried. Uh, I'm, I'm very concerned. Uh, I'm hoping, I'm hoping, I'm hoping that it's not a severe thing where uh, he's going to miss an exp- extended period of time. We were talking about it yesterday. We brought up uh, how long a rotator cuff uh, surgery uh, prognosis is, how long he has to be on the shelf. And that's pretty much to be full, full, fully healthy. It's going to take about a year. Um, I'm hoping that with the anti-inflammatory medicine that they gave him and the shutdown for the two weeks that we see good news out of that where it's just something that, you know, he'll miss a few starts. But uh, if I'm the Yankees and, and that news comes back uh, great, you hold him out like a good two, three weeks, maybe a month into the season. But glad this happened early instead of later in the year where we have no recovery from that, where we don't, where we don't know where, where to go. Jeff, let me ask you a question. Uh, we talked about this yesterday. So if this Severino news comes out to be worst-case scenario – would you, if you're the Yankees, entertain bringing in one of these remaining free agent pitchers like a Geo or like a Dallas Keuchel? I, uh, you have no choice at that point, right? Agreed. Like you, you're you're missing a top. Listen, whether you think he's a one or a two, I don't really care. He's a top of the rotation guy. He's important to that team. And 
truthfully, I think the Yankees and the medical staff have been lying to you all along because he didn't look right the second half mm-hmm. of last year. He went to the offseason and he said, oh, I'm 100%. And he didn't even get through one pitching outing in spring training, and now there's this issue. Like, I think there's something really wrong with them that they're not telling you. And I think it's imperative to get a top-of-the-rotation guy. I agree. Yeah, I agree. We talked about it yesterday. I think bringing in one of one of those guys, the guy you know can give you consistent innings and has proven to be an MLB pitcher. I think it's so much. I think it's, I think it's incredibly important. That it's this Severino stuff. And e- and even still, like this, like let's say you know you're in July, right? And um, you, you're still looking for that top of the line, uh, top of the rotation starter. You call the Giants, sure, because the Giants are pretty much uh, the Giants are going to be terrible this year. I'm I'm calling the Giants and I and I'm seeing what 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 it costs to get Madison Bumgarner over here to New York. I wouldn't call the Are Giants you doing terrible that at any yet. Cost, even if it, if it costs you uh, and Duhar, and Duhar, right? Are you doing it uh, to give up and Duhar? Like, what do you like? What's the package look like that you need to send them though? You're probably gonna have to send and Duhar. I mean, the Yankees haven't I mean, been shy. The Yankees haven't been shy to say that and Duhar isn't necessarily untouchable. I mean, as much as I like and Duhar. Look at how good DJ LeMahieu's looked already in the preseason. You ha- you ha- that, that, that's where the depth comes into play. And if you can bring in a guy like Mad Bum, it might be the move you make, you know? I'd make that move at all, co- at all costs. I'm sorry. I like, it, it, I like it Andrew Hart. What was it that? throws a wrench into the Yankees' long-term plans, though, because they had Andrew Hart on his whatever you want to call it, rookie deal, whatever. For, but, but, whatever but, but what did we just, what did we just say? Where the Yankees' goal is win the World Series. By any means necessary. Right, but it also, but, you know, I mean, the Yankees are have to operate like, you know, this isn't like the George Steinbrenner Yankees anymore where they can just throw money at any problem and it's not a big deal. Like, you know, to, to give away a piece that you'd have under control for years to come, to give it up for Madison Bumgarner, because you're not, you're not trading for Madison Bumgarner on a rental. You're going to want to resign him. And giving him a big, you know, $150 million contract would probably throw a big wrench in their financial plans for years to come. I mean, you, you, you know what? I, I would agree with you, but I, there's, I one, there's one. There's one. I think getting a Madison Bumgarner and losing an Andujar makes the Yankees a better team. You can recover. You can replace a Miguel Andujar. We all. He's a great player. I'm not saying he's not a good player. He's a very nice young player, but he's definitely a replaceable third baseman. When you bring in a Mad Bum, who's an ace of a staff for how many years in the MLB, that makes your team instantly better. Another lefty. I think. That you win that trade. What I would say you is know, a mad that, bum that, for Andujar. Who gets the better player? I, I, tell me, I, you're gonna tell me it's Miguel Andujar. I, I, don't I would, think so. I would see. I would see that move not going into not becoming into a fruition. But the Red Sox just won the World Series last year. The Yankees are gonna want to. The Yankees are gonna want to win a World Series this year. If Andrew Butts, I don't. They don't care what it takes. The Yankees are gonna want to win the world, the World Series this year. So if they have to go out there and they have to get Madison Bumgarner and they, and they have to trade Miguel Andujar. Hey, so be it. So be it. They're gonna have to do it. Of course, pending the uh, Mad Bum is having a Mad Bum season and not injuries aren't affected. Yeah, him, of course. And, and if the listen, you you said that you think the Giants are gonna sing. Listen, they did announce the Bruce Bochy thing. They might want to play this one for Boch. I, I, I mean, wouldn't be play, shocked. They're not gonna win. Yeah, they're not gonna I, win. I, listen, they I would a bad team. I, I'm not saying they're good, but they're gonna be. I. I would not be shocked that the Giants are in a wild card That's race. That's their rallying cry. Win one for Bruce. Like no, I don't special. think so. They're a very bad. I, I, if, if, if they were uh, a win for Bruce Bochy type of team, they would have won last year. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they would have done yeah. a lot better last year than they did. 
Listen, I don't know. That's, that's they also had a lot of injuries last year. So yeah, but all right. So they they don't have Andrew McCutcheon anymore, who was somebody that they signed uh, for last year. He ended up trading him away, trading him away. You got Evan Longoria. What has he been? He's been a shell of himself. Buster Posey is another year older. If Mad Bum's healthy, you got Mad Bum. If Cueto comes back and p- pitches well, you got Cueto. Hopefully, Jeff Samarja. Jeff Samarja hasn't been himself since he left Chicago. Jeff Samarja hasn't. Like- no, Jeff Samarja hasn't been himself since he left Notre Dame. <laughs> let's let's be honest though. If you're looking at the San Francisco Giants, they are absolutely the best forty plus softball team in any far league. <laughs> team, though, right? Yeah, <laughs> I guess you can say that. <laughs> If you look uh, at other than that, they're they, like they're not major league baseball players anymore. Like they're <laughs> they're all the wash ups that end up playing like competitive softball. Yeah, they're not any. They're not going to be any good. Fourth or fifth in the West. That's if the Arizona Diamondbacks beat them by a game. Okay. If that. But other than that, they're going to be terrible, 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 terrible. Which I, is I which is why they would Mad get. Has, we'll say it again. Trade traded for Mad Bum has bigger. You know financial implications that just losing Andujar and signing Mad Bum because you also got to get another third baseman and you know you don't need another third baseman though that's the thing you don't need another third baseman you have a DJ LeMahieu who can play all over the infield which is why you brought a DJ LeMahieu in because he's that utility guy if you need that third baseman he's going to be playing third base for you because guess what brought in DJ LeMahieu because it's inevitable that Greg Bird will break down in about a week. No, because you still have a Luke Voigt there who, at this point, Luke it, Voigt, both of the both of them pimped the single to right field last year. Say Thought he hit it out and pimped the single. That's what you're hanging your hopes on, Luke Voigt. He's better than anything the Yankees have had in the last two three years since Mark Teixeira retired. Should bring back Tino from retirement. I would love to bring Tino back. I mean, not for nothing, man. And I've been on this. I've been on this. You know, train of thought for. A while, because I think Gary Sanchez is the worst catcher in baseball. Like, easily the worst catcher. I'd play him he at first at some off. point. You can't. Yeah, I would put him right at first and, and make let Austin Romine catch. I already have two first basemen. You have a first baseman controversy. Oh, you want Travis Starr now? He can play a little first for No, nah, no, nah, he's okay. He can stay over there. All right. He can stay over there. Which is why I'm Luke oh, Voigt. Luke Voigt. Right. is great at throwing runners out, but doesn't he have to catch the ball to be able to throw runners out? Well, how's he going to catch the ball at first base then? <laughs> Fishing where all you do is catch the ball. Yeah, I don't think I, Gary Sanchez is a good first baseman. I don't think he has any sort of lateral lateral movement to play third base, to play first base. He rarely has shown He's that lateral Albert movement Pujols. behind the plate. Albert Pujols plays first base, so I don't want to hear about lateral movement you need. To Albert Pujols is a much more athletic player than Gary Sanchez. Not anymore. I don't know, bud. It only took him like 30 years to actually get through that. Gary Sanchez <laughs> can't even get to his knees quick enough to block the ball behind the plate. I mean... Uh, He's not a good fielder. There's no doubt about the it. Yankees I just don't think lo- putting him at first base is really the answer. I, I agree that Austin Romine is a much better catcher, and getting him in your line as much as, as much as possible is great. I love Austin Romine. Best backup, best backup catcher in baseball would be a starter on a lot of teams. But I just don't I mean, think. I, I just look at I look at Gary Sanchez's power and his ability to hit. And catchers don't have long careers. And if you want that bat in your lineup, a conversion of first base is what you need. I think they got to start working on him with him now. Then. Start, start, give him right, a glove. Yeah. Start giving him a first baseman's mitt and start doing some reps during the spring now. Get him a, just a little bit, a couple of day. What about a transition for Stanton? Stanton I, to first base? Sta- uh, I, no, and you make Sanchez your DH. That's, yeah. That, that, that would be the 
thing. Stanton would be intimidating at first base. <laughs> I mean, I don't care. Anywhere but behind the plate, dude. Anywhere but behind the plate. What was the last time that dude stopped the ball? No, he's not a good. He's not a good uh, defensive catcher. He's not. Oh, he'd be a bad hockey goalie too. Oh, five hole. Five hole all day. <laughs> Dude, he led the major leagues last year in pass balls, and he missed sixty games. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I just don't see him bending down or diving down the line for a hot shot to first base or getting on a quick play, getting to that bag quick enough. He's going to play he, so close to or the if bag. He, or if he does, you know, dive for a ball, he's probably going to hurt himself. Yeah, it's just he's a yeah, Like. Go the ahead. good news about that is he doesn't have to dive at first base. The fence is only 10 feet behind first, so it's only going to be a <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <sighs> got anything else, Jeff, I mean, before how, we go to I break? Mean, how much defense does he really need to play? Like, if, if he had to play third, I'd be like, yeah, that fence is, you know, 350 feet down I mean, the line. Like, you know, you might want to make a play on that. I mean, look but at Mark Teixeira. Who Aaron played Judge for- would be playing in his back pocket. Look at Mark Teixeira, who played first base for the Yankees for how many years? Nine years? Or seven years? I mean... That guy's an elite, top-level MLB first baseman. You're going to tell me Gary Sanchez is going to be anything anything close to that? I mean, first base is not exactly an easy position. It may look easy because you go there and catch the ball, but these guys are you got, you're, you're in every play, essentially. And I just don't think Gary Sanchez has either the baseball IQ, the athleticism, or the agility to play first base. I think you well, keep him right where he – I mean, that, you don't think he could have the IQ. Okay. <laughs> his, his arm itself is, is good enough, but, uh, Jeff, we're going to go to break. He's a catcher. He's a catcher. He's playing the, the position you need to be the smartest at. So I wouldn't think he's a catcher, and we're all trying to move him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. yeah, no, I mean, I'm trying to move him because. You know, playing catcher might as well be, you know, you might as well be on the moon rather than playing catcher. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, he can't stop anything, but, you know, I think he has a better chance of being a better first baseman than he does at making a defensive play a catcher. Well, I agree. Right. Well, I, I would agree with Jim. I mean, in, it's, in fair, this, it's fair. I just, I'm not sure I agree. I would fair, agree with, uh, with Jimmy in the sense of if you're, if you're planning or even thinking about having him play some sort of first base throughout the year, Start him now. Mm-hmm. Give him a glove. What are you waiting for? Yeah, give, give, give him some plays over there at first during uh, during training. Why not? Yeah, no, I agree. I don't know why that they, they haven't done that. I mean, listen, I'm not going to sit here and say that I think that I'm smarter than, you know, baseball professionals because I'm not. Like, that's not what it is. Mm-hmm. There's got to be a reason they haven't moved him there. But I think it would make sense from a health perspective. And, and, and he's terrible defensively behind the plate. Like, you, you guys have been hoping for years that he was going to improve defensively, and it hasn't happened. Yeah, I mean, no, it's a, it's but a his fair bat, point. His so bat it's, sort it's, of it's makes a fair, up. It's a fair question to raise. It is. But, it, I mean, I guess from the standpoint of his bat kind of uh, does it for him. But, uh, Jeff, we're going to go to break. Thanks for calling, man. We appreciate it. Um, we're going to go Always to break. Always a pleasure, gentlemen. I hope you enjoy the rest of your day. Baccioni, man. Oof. Racism. Terrible thing. Stop <laughs> it. Stop <laughs> it. Later, Always. Jeff. Uh, we're going to go to break. Right. When we come back... Um, a little more baseball here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. This is Chalk Talk. It's the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. You're listening to Chalk Talk on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Welcome back to Chalk Talk here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. I'm Renee Canales. I'm joined in the studio by James Baccioni <laughs> and our producer, Big Mike Rifkin. Um, actually, instead of baseball, I want to I talk LeBron a little bit because LeBron... Uh, I guess had a positive happen to him yesterday. And, you know, the team still lost. They got blown out by the Denver Nuggets. But uh, LeBron officially passed Michael Jordan for fourth 
on the all-time scoring Whoopsie list. Whoopsie-doo. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure Fogarty would have said about right at that point. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I when they, when he first did it, I understand it's an accomplishment. But when he first did it, they stopped the game. I thought they were going to have this big thing, and like the Lakers were down like 22 at the yeah. time. And I was like, all right, you got to be kidding me. That's it's excessive. fourth all time. But they wasn't that bad. It was a little thing. He shook, he high-fived people, and then they got back to the game. So I'm happy that it wasn't all blown that crazy out of proportion. But is this really a huge deal to you guys? No. Who cares? If, if it's, it was number one. Had, this guy it, still got like 4,000-plus points to get to number one. I mean, he beat Michael Jordan. All right. Like, great. That's a cool achievement for him. But it's fourth. If it was number one, then I'd be more up in arms about it. If it was number one, yeah. He, then you deserve to stop the game because he's the best of all time in scoring. But it's not. It's number four. He beat Michael Jordan. Number four. It's just – who really cares, honestly? Is this mean he's better than Michael Jordan? Is that what people no, are going to no, say now? No, no, like, then, then, what, then what's the point? What's the relevance? What's the significance? Here's the thing that gets me. Remember his early years in Cleveland? Where he had nobody on his team and he mm-hmm. had to rely on Larry Hughes and Zoldrinus Zilzgauskas. <laughs> Big Z. Hey, he's very good. Big That's, Z. Don't be that, trashing that, Big Z like that, bro. I, I'm not, but those got he had to carry that team. Well, what do you do when you have to carry a team? You shoot the ball and you score. That, that's my point. Points, yeah. And Jordan had played with Pippen, Kerr, Dennis Rodman, guys who could also help out offensively. Horace Grant. Horace Grant, B.J. Armstrong. That was really where I was getting at. Yeah. Look at the supporting cast. So. Mm-hmm. Jordan, and, and <laughs> Jordan scored his last point with the Washington Wizards. And, like, I, I was reading something where, like, a month later, LeBron James gets drafted. And then, you know, it took him this amount of years. But, I mean, it's cool that, you know, he passed his idol and the person he looked up to for, you know, his entire yeah, childhood. That's, that, that's cool. But, like. It's a cool moment for LeBron James, but in terms of talking about it and in terms of all the attention it's getting, who gives a crap? You, you know, it doesn't people, mean anything. Yeah. The Lakers are terrible. They're, they're, LeBron's having the worst season it's not of his career. Him, it's not helping him win. But did you guys watch that game last night? Yeah. What did you think of the Rondo thing? That's what I was going to get to at some point. I mean, apparently he said he's done it 10 to 15 times this year, which really doesn't make it better in my opinion. <laughs> but nobody, nobody really freaking noticed it until yesterday. Really? I mean, of course, TV. because everyone's, we're all looking at little subtle things that we could do to jab this team and look at what's the problem. We love this team right now because it's in such disarray. And what do we love in sports when teams are in disarray when they're supposed to be good? That's the best. That's what we live for. And the Lakers right now are that team. LeBron James this is the chance. Everyone can't wait for the opportunity to tear down LeBron James. Can't wait for the opportunity to tear down the Lakers. Lonzo Ball is not even there. LeVar, <laughs> I mean, They still attack LeVar Ball. And, <laughs> <laughs> But, I mean, what do I take from the Rondo thing? It's just a terrible a, look. Just the dysfunctionality of this team, how this team has no cohesion. Rajon Rondo doesn't want to be there. It's just another yeah. guy who just doesn't want to be there. And this locker room is just a mess. And Steve Kerr – I mean, not Steve Kerr, excuse me. Luke, Luke Walton, Walton has got to pay the price at this point. Luke Walton just – I mean, you, I, a job – for me, from my perspective, a job as a coach is to try and keep this team together through the the good times, and especially through if the you, bad moments. And if – I mean, obviously, we all know that Luke Walton is probably out – not probably, Luke, but more Walton, than likely out If you're Luke Walton, you walk up to Rajon Rodden and say, get your ass on the bench. Yeah. Show some uh, – well, I'm not going to say it, but, you know. You say join, show, your, join your teammates. Yes. Stop being such a – stop being uh, – Stop, about stop you, being Ray such John. a pansy. Go over there and join the team. What are you doing by, by sitting, you know, in the – High price seats. 
Well, what is that going to accomplish? Nothing. I, all right, I understand you guys are getting blown out, but, dude, do it as a team. Also, another side little note how those seats are open now. Normally sold out. <laughs> Isn't Jack uh, Nicholson usually in those seats? Well, Snoop Dogg's selling his box for $5 a oh, game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we, <know> <laughs> we, we, we played that. Yeah, we played that one. That, that was, was actually fantastic. That was actually very... Uh, very profanity. Very, laced. very profanity. <laughs> you played that? No, it was some. Was it your folks? No, be, no because there, there's a bleeped out version. Ah, uh, I, I did not find the bleeped out. Yeah, there was, there's a bleeped out version, but we <laughs> we found n bombs and f bombs and mutta mutta, you know what's and all that stuff. But I wonder if Snoop's more mad at the Lakers or Antonio Brown. <laughs> Probably the Lakers. I would want to say. Um, but yeah, they, I mean, there's no chance this team makes the playoffs. I mean, it, it's not, not no, I mean, it's, it's over. It's yeah, over. It's but is Rajon Rondo would you consider a leader of this team? No, no, no. I mean, up up until this point, would you have considered him you, you to be one thought, of the leader, a veteran thought, guy? Yeah, as a veteran guy, I would I would see it. I would see uh, Javale like, Javale McGee as a veteran guy. Probably. What happened to Tyson Chandler? That's exactly where I was heading. That I think folks exactly had where said I was he was it. banged up. A guy they brought in to fix this defense. They've been ten times worse yeah. since they brought him in, and we don't even hear his name ever. Does he, he speak? What's he doing? Yeah. I don't know. I, I think he's banged up. You've heard you've heard more from Andrew Bogut, who's somebody that the Warriors just brought in like mm-hmm. yesterday, more than you've heard of, of Tyson Chandler in the last three weeks. Well, so they they, got- they, this like I mean, I've never really seen a Laker team like this dysfunctional. Like even, at least with Kobe, well, you still had the Kobe, you know, Aaron, this- you know, his tail end. You know, they, we knew that they were going to be bad. This is kind of what I wanted to bring up to folks um, the other day, but he hasn't, I haven't gotten a chance. But I'll bring it up to you guys. What is worse in terms of the Lakers in the past, what was it, 10 years? This season, bringing in LeBron James, or the failure of Dwight Howard, Steve Nash, Kobe Bryant, and Pau Gasol? What's more embarrassing and what's a more situation that, that season or this season? So that's a fair question. And I feel like Fogarty have a good answer because he watches all those games. Yeah. So. Uh, from an outsider's perspective, uh, that's tough because Dwight Howard, Steve Nash is on that team. I mean, that Kobe. season was a disaster. Yeah, it really was. I mean, they they, they offloaded Dwight Howard quicker than they brought him in. Uh, Steve Nash was battling uh, – he was battling some sort of injuries uh, throughout that time as well. I mean, that that team was pretty bad too. But I, I don't know. I, I've ne- I haven't seen that much scrutiny towards one team. Like, I mean, it's also just more of a recent memory. Yeah. Well, that too. I'm gonna go with this year. I'll go this year. I, I think that's where I'm. I'm leaning b- because a year. lot of quote unquote basketball experts mm-hmm. said they were going to be a top four team in the West, and they would go to the Western Conference Finals and play the Warriors and go from there. But I'm pretty sure that quote unquote experts as well also had that team with. Dwight Howard and Steve. I'm Nash. sure they did too. You know, but winning it all. Yeah, because look at that team at the time. I, on paper. That, I mean, you're they, adding, you're, they were on the cover of Sports Illustrated. At, at that, though, at that point in yeah. time, Dwight Howard was one of the best centers in, in, in basketball. You you still had the the legend of Steve Nash as a point guard. Kobe Bryant. Kobe Powell Bryant. Powell was still, was still, was still there. You, you have Kobe and Powell from the championship teams. But isn't it a little bit of an indictment on Dwight from when he was in Orlando at the peak of his career, and then he just. Oh yeah, I mean, I, I mean, he has not been the same player. Been on one, like no, four teams since then. I, I mean, he was okay in Houston, but that's really it. No, it, 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 his career is really 
kind of like a tragedy, honestly, from what it potentially could have looked like. He got that team to a finals in, yeah. what, 2008 nine, 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 yeah. or 9. Yeah. And from the there, really just spiraled out of control, and he seems to – I mean, it's sad. It was a just very yeah. disappointing career, Dwight Howard. I know he's still in the league, but that's the one word to describe his career. It's disappointing. I guess mm. depending on who you ask, probably say LeBron just because of who LeBron and, is. And – the the lore of LeBron, eight straight finals, thinking that, you know, he's going to get to the West, Western Conference Finals this year, go up against the Warriors, see if they, they can de- dethrone the Warriors and just how bad this turned out to be. And the pieces that they put around him, thinking that that was going to be enough when you're bringing in a Rajon Rondo, a Lance Stevenson. Honestly, and, I don't mind their team on paper. I really don't. It's a nice mix, but... It's a team that should be in the playoffs. Well, this is where you, in my opinion, a lot of the blame has to go on Rich Ball. If you don't open your mouth and say, oh, hey, AD wants out of New Orleans, Lakers, let's make a deal here. So LeBron wants <laughs> this guy. Don't know. Just say it privately. Don't leak it. I think it. the blame falls on a lot of people. It's not oh, just no. one person. Oh, I, I, think I, this I falls agree with on, that. I think this falls on Magic Johnson. I think this falls on Rob Polinka as a general manager. Uh, Luke Walton, unfortunately, is a scapegoat, so I, the blame falls on him. Is and, he even a scapegoat, though? I mean, he hasn't done his job. He hasn't performed. In his defense, I'll say this. He took the job thinking this was going to be a rebuild, and he could establish. I mean, he's going to get another job. Oh yeah, he he was going to establish something. That all changes once LeBron yeah, no, comes that's, that's to town. That's very fair, he, but it's, I think it's pretty evident he's not the coach for this team. Mm-mm. Not like, kind of like, team, like the when the Rangers had an AV and they fired him to bring in a David Quinn because right. they were going in the rebuild direction. Right, exactly. I mean, a different coach or a different situation. But Luke Walden is going to get another job in somewhere five minutes. Yeah. Oh, so- There's already word that the moment he gets fired, UCLA is probably going to end up uh, trying to. I think he stays in the NBA. Scoop him off his feet, some way, somehow. But man, that- I agree with you. Luke Walton's going to end up having a job. A team somewhere. like Atlanta. Who's the Who's in place in Atlanta right now? Couldn't tell you off the top of my head. Yeah, I can't tell you. Off the so top of my Luke head. Walton, I feel like a fit for that team with a lot of good, growing young talent. Another good draft pick this year. They're going to get not the worst. Who's Phoenix as head coach? Or did he Phoenix just Phoenix has hired? a ton of young talent. Knicks lost to Phoenix last night. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> That's embarrassing. That's great. <laughs> they were up at some point throughout that game. Mm, fantastic. Yeah. Hey, listen. At least they're getting leads in these games. I mean, I don't care. At this <laughs> they're point, getting I, leads at the, at against this, the Phoenix. <laughs> at this point, I really don't give a shit about the Knicks right now. Yeah, I'm sure you to don't. To be completely honest. That's where they pulled one out last night. They won last night, right? Yeah, of course. <laughs> of course, <laughs> who they big, big win or like you know it was a tight no, game. They were up and then they almost was like got they were then they were losing then they were trailing then they went on a run and closed it out. Spencer Dinwiddie had a good one last night. Yeah, twenty eight, right? Yeah, twenty five off the bench. Twenty eight. Oh, 28 off the bench. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah, it's a beast. So I mean, that's a good thing that you guys got Spencer Dinwiddie back. I mean, just yeah. The Knicks are terrible. <laughs> the Knicks are just Lloyd really Pierce is the head coach in Atlanta right Who? now. Who? Lloyd, Lloyd Pierce. Pierce. Paul's younger brother. <laughs> Who's Phoenix's head coach? I can't tell you. That that that, that from is, is, the is G- also dysfunctional. In the GM Ryan McDonough. Igor. Uh, oh, he's the guy Costa from. Up. Yeah, he's the guy from uh, Utah, I believe. He used to coach. Um, First European born. Luka Don- I think he used to coach Luka Doncic. 
Oh, so Phoenix maybe should have thought about drafting Luka yeah, number he's one. The, yeah, he's the guy that used to uh, that used to coach uh, Luka Doncic. That's right. Native of Serbia. Yeah. Yeah, he's probably going to be without a job at some point. No, this is his first year. Yeah, it's his first year. I've seen and worse things. And it's also things. the other guy in Atlanta's first year as well. I've seen worse things happen. So but maybe. what was the expectation in Phoenix? I mean, come I mean, on. They're going to get another good young player. And then you had a DeAndre yeah. Ayton, a Devin Booker, and one more, and R.J. Barrett, arguably. Devin, 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 Devin Booker had How good would John Moran be there? Yeah. I mean, yeah. And then you can, add, you can plug in a lot of guys, and then make yeah. Phoenix a pretty quick, good team. Yeah. Devin Booker had 23 points in the first half. Yes, he was cooking the next. Yeah. Was he? Cooking. Oh, good oh, for Booker boy. T. But, no, but yeah, but that team that team is is talented. Uh, is, but Luke, where do you think Luke Walton ends up though at this point? Once he gets fired, do you think he I takes? Mean, a, I, do you think he takes like an assistance job and tries no, to find no, a, no. his I mean, way I mean, back I mean, in, or maybe he goes to the college game for two years, see how these situations with the younger building teams work out? If they don't work out, he jumps on one of those. A team in the middle, a team on the cusp, a, a Detroit or something, or Orlando. I don't know. I mean, I guess, I'm, I'm just. I just think there's plenty of teams out there. where if Luke Walden wants to go there, they'll make. They, Luke Walden can go to a team. I don't think he'll have a problem getting a job. Yeah. With that being said, let's go to break. Let's end this two o'clock hour. When we come back, New to- York. No. Um, uh, the Knicks aren't getting rid of David Fizda. That's a mistake. He That's hasn't fizzled fizzed out yet. He has not <laughs> fizzed out yet. Back to Denver. We're going to go to break when we come back. <laughs> the start of the 3 o'clock hour. It is Thursday, so we'll have Thursday trivia throwdown with a little bit of a tribute. Yes. We'll save it. We'll save that one there. Ah, oh, Big Mike doesn't know what's happening. I have no idea. And we like that. That's a good tease right there. We'll be back here on the World Wide Sports Radio Network. This is Chalk Talk. It's the World Wide Sports Radio Network. You're listening to Chalk Talk on the World Wide Sports Radio Network. <laughs> what a name. Welcome back to the World Wide Sports Radio Network. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Renee Canales, joined in the studio by James Baccioni and our producer, Big Mike Rifkin. This is the start of the 3 o'clock hour, and we're going to bring it up now. We're going to go with it now. I think Jimmy has everything ready and set. It is Thursday Trivia Throwdown, uh, but first... We want to give a little shout out to my boy, to to the my host of, to the host of Jeopardy, Alex Trebek, mm-hmm. who announced yesterday that he has been diagnosed he has been diagnosed with stage four pancreatic cancer, and um, terrible news. It is yeah. absolutely so terrible sad. news uh, because that's just, it, it, I mean that's, sta- a sh- that's stage four man. That's a show that I've been watching at family dinners for years. My, yeah. I, I mean I, I love Jeopardy. I look forward to seven o'clock every night. It's one of my favorite shows and. Alex Trebek is just one of those last remaining voices on TV who's in your household every night. You know, it was you like, can always go there on TV at seven o'clock and know you're going to see Alex Trebek. It was like Bob Barker. You know, yeah, it's, a, it's a Walter right. Cronkite. It's, yeah. it's, he's one of those few last remaining legends, and I hope he, I hope he fights this. Yeah, hopefully, man. It's very tough. I believe yeah. the survival rate after the diagnosis is seven percent. Yeah, so you know, the odds are definitely not in his favor. But you know, if Alex Trebek, anyone can do it. I think Alex Trebek is. Uh, Proved he's a fighter over the years. Like you said, seven percent. That's still something. That still means people have survived stage four pancreatic cancer. And uh, you know, it's a show that at times has made me feel really, really stupid. I love it. And it's a show that at times has made me feel like I'm the smartest man in the world because I answer some questions. Yeah, when you get them right, don't you? Oh, feel dude, so I feel like good. I feel so invigorated. Like, yeah, it, it's like. It's like something comes over me, like, hell yeah, man. I just answered a stupid Jeopardy question. I want to go on so bad. (laughs) Like the other day they did a musical uh, topic section, Mm -hmm. 
I was rolling through it, and and my mom looks at me. She goes, do you feel smarter now that you (laughs) (laughs) answered some questions? They had a a category yesterday. It was like sports nicknames, and it was like PG3. 13? No, PG13, and it was – what was the other one? CP3, RG, okay. RG3, and it was like, oh, I was like, come on. I know, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know, yeah, I know it is. Uh, but, yeah, so <laughs> I'm going to leave it in the hands of Jimmy since he is our uh, trivia master for today, our quiz master here. Jimmy, you may take it away. Uh, so we need a coin. We do need a coin. You, you want to go first? I'll go first. No, whatever. we need a coin. I don't have a coin. Do you uh, have a coin? Uh, to me, let me I have shoot. coins in the car. But that doesn't help. <laughs> it really doesn't help. Let me take this out. Let me see if I've got a coin. He's got a dollar bill. With I, Ooh, I, I, could use I do dollar. have a coin. Oh, there is a coin. I've got a dime. You have a dime right here. I'll take that. Wow. Terrible throw. Terrible. Thank you. Terrible. You throw worse than Gary Sanchez. Ah. Uh, that was he my, actually has a good arm. That was my Gary Sanchez impression. Actually, that was my Bl- uh, Blaine Gabbard impression. Your Blake Bortles impression? Ah. Uh, poor Blake. Good. Get him the hell out of Jacksonville. I hate his face. Stupid little, <laughs> stupid little face. Hope he signs with the Jets to be Sam Darnold's backup. Now. He's gonna sign with the. Well, he's gonna sign with the Dolphins. That's what he's gonna do. Dolphins need a quarterback. They need somebody. L- l- to make, listen, they need somebody to make fun of. Listen, if we're gonna get to NFL free agency later, I've got the name I want for this season. Anyways, Jimmy. So we have a coin. <laughs> call it in the air. Uh, Big Mike, call it in the air. All right, tails. It is tails. You okay. have the option, sir. I'll go first. You'll go first? I'll go first. All right, so I have to leave the room. All right. Get some Jeopardy music, man. That's what we <laughs> need on this show right now. We need some Jeopardy music. Well, hold on. Give me one second. I could get the Jeopardy music. <laughs> what about Rick James? Is that Mr. James? <laughs> All right. I got him. I didn't make that last one real quick, but I got it. It's <laughs> a good one. All right, give me one second. I can get the Jeopardy music on for you. Renee's got his eye watching cheats. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so, Mr. Mike Griffin, how are we feeling today? I'm feeling all right. How are you feeling, Mr. Host? I'm very good. How is your knowledge of sports video games? I'm a big video game guy. Okay, I, uh, so you should do pretty well in this contest. I hope I do. <laughs> what brings you here today? Where are you from? <laughs> I am from Selden, New York. Selden, New York. Nice. Nice place. Uh, it's not too bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. If we get this. Welcome to the show, Big Mike Rifkin. <laughs> this is Thursday Trivia Showdown here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. This is Chalk Talk. I'm your host, James <laughs> Bocioni, and our guest chair, Big Mike Rifkin, our producer. So, Big Mike, we're going to start off right away. As you know, the questions start off a little bit in an easier fashion, and then they progressively get yeah, a little hard. bit harder as we go along. Okay. So this topic today is sports video game questions. Big Mike, no, question number one. Sure. Who was nicknamed the secret weapon in backyard baseball? Pablo Sanchez. That is correct. Put it on the board. Yes. <laughs> well, there. There we go. Applauding yourself. Give yourself a pat on the back for that one. <laughs> Big Mike and Griffin is one for one. Question number two. Who was on the cover of NHL 10? NHL 10. I gotta go back nine years. So who won the cup in the 
08, 07 was Ovechkin, 08 was Eric Stahl. 09, I think, was Dion Phaneuf. Te you know, I'll go Patrick Kane. That is correct. <laughs> nice. Well done. Big Mike is two for two. All right. Question number three. Who is considered the best athlete in a video game of all time? The best athlete in a video game? In terms of stats. All right, hold on. We actually have a phone call. Put that on hold. Oh. Best athlete in a video game. I'll go LeBron. No, it is Bo Jackson in Tecmo Super Bowl. Uh, he is considered the best right, video game. Give me one second. I'm going to pick game. this up. Bo Jackson. Michael Vick in Madden 2004 is number two. Bo Jackson was like a cheat code in the game. He just would run around circles, and it was pretty much, it wasn't fair. So Big Mike is two for three. Going into question number four. Question number four. Which single player broke the Madden curse? Not counting Larry Fitzgerald because that was on a two-player cover and Troy Polamalu got Palm. hurt that season. So which single player broke the Madden curse? And you can give me a year, you can get the year, you can get a half point. So it was after the Fitzgerald and Palomalu, or was it before them? It was after. I guess I gave that away. It was but after that. Guys, yeah, it was after. Is it A-B? No. It is Calvin Johnson in 2013. Ah. He was the one to have a great season and not get injured and single-handedly broke the Madden curse. Okay. Question number... Big Mike is two for four. Question number five. How many Mario sports series have there been in total? Not counting Mario Kart. How many different sports has the Mario... Nintendo Mario series made? Four. Oh, so close. Three. Mike, it's five. Ah. It is Mario Tennis, Mario Golf, Mario Baseball, Mario Strikers, and Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games. Oh, okay. Yep. Oh. Little, steep, little sneaky one in there. So two for five, a respectable two for five. Not bad. Yes. So Big Mike will take that. I will go fetch Renee. All right. I'll be here <laughs> talking to the people. Talk to the people. So tell me about your experience here on the trip. Oh, oh man. Showdown. That was fun. Wasn't as much fun as the first time I did with Evan doing uh, WWE trivia, but that that was uh, that was good. Big gamer. Um, I play a lot of the uh, big four video games. Unlike Renee, he doesn't play video games. He thinks he's too cool for them. Don't you? Know, you? Oh, you're gonna have a tough one then. <laughs> I think he's just putting words in my mouth at this point. Yeah, I probably am. But tra but trash talk, man. Ah, I apologize. Pretty much. There you go. Yeah, I forgot you entered the room. <coughs> yeah, thanks. So, if we can, <laughs> let's cue up the music. So, hello, Mr. Renee Canales. Hello, Mr. Baccioni. Welcome to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network Chalk Talks edition of Thursday Trivia Throwdown. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me here. So, your opponent, Big Mike Rifkin, finished at a very respectable two for five. <laughs> <laughs> did not use his lifeline, by the he way. He did not. Wow, okay. So, use that as you will, maybe to an advantage. Renee Canales is one and two on this season so far. Looking yeah. to get back on the in the 500 column, yes. get on the board today. 
So, Renee, we're going to start off right away. As you know, the questions start <laughs> off a little easier and then progressively get more difficult. Yes. So, question number one. Ah, oh, jeez, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> I already know I'm going to lose. <laughs> Who was nicknamed the secret weapon in backyard baseball? Uh, Pablo? Put it on the board. That is correct. I love me some Pablito, <laughs> man. Alice <laughs> is one for one. Question number two. Who was on the cover of NHL 10? Ooh. I had NHL 10. Son of a... Ah, <laughs> uh, damn. NHL 10, NHL 10, NHL 10. I gotta think, I gotta think, I gotta think. Brain time. blast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll use my lifeline for that one. Okay. He is an American-born player. There's like a, only like 100 of them. Uh, American-born player. Shit. NHL 10. You're making this way harder than it is. Am I? Yes. I really don't know, but I'm going to shoot myself in the foot when I hear it. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Give me one. Quick. I don't know. No. It is Patrick Kane. Son of a... You knew that. Come on, man. It's showtime. Renee is one for two. <clears throat> Question number three. Who is considered the best athlete in a video game of all time? Best athlete in a video game of all time? In terms of stats and what game they're in. Does it matter what kind of... It... No, there's like a single... It's like an answer. It's a, there's a person answer. No, but I'm saying, like, sport-wise, it doesn't matter, like, it's, like, skating or... It's, any, it's, it's the most unfair character in a video game of all time. Like, this is, like, a, it's, like, a known thing. Like, it was a cheat code. Was it really? Hmm. Like, it wasn't, but it was. Just because of the, the sheer power They made the player it, yeah. way too good. Oh, wait. No, it wasn't. I was going <laughs> to say Tom Brady, but no. Uh, yeah, I'll go with Tom Brady. I don't know. No. It is Bo Jackson from Tecmo Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. I wasn't going to know that. I didn't, I, no. I, I didn't get that either. I wasn't going to know There's that. There's a Family Guy episode on it, too. <clears throat> I don't watch Family Guy either. So. <laughs> well, it's and my fault. Michael Vick, and, Michael Vick in Madden 04 is considered the second most unfair I actually had Madden. No, I actually had Madden 04 for the game. And game. Michael Vick wasn't fair. <laughs> <laughs> you could build your own stadiums in that game, bro. It's That's awesome. Great. Question, Renee is one for three. I am. Question number four. Which single player broke the Madden curse? And this is the first player because Troy Palomalu and Larry Fitzgerald were on the cover together. And Larry didn't get hurt, but Troy did. So that, I'm not, we're not counting that one. Which single player on the Madden cover single-handedly broke the Madden curse? He didn't get hurt at all. I should have used my lifeline for that one. AP got hurt. And you can get a half point if you give me the year. 2014? No. <laughs> I'm still answering the question. I know, but you said four. Did you get this one right? No. Uh, I got the first two. That was it. Really? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I started hot and then got cold. Oh, yeah. I started off but way too hot. But like the Mets last last season, 11-1 and one and then fell apart. Yeah. Oh, 
No, it wasn't him either. Ten seconds. Was it Brady? No. Calvin Johnson in 2013. You were close on 14, so. Renee is one for four. This is a chance to tie it up here. Send it to overtime. (laughs) Double overtime. It's a tough one. You have to think about it. Have to. I've been thinking about all of these. (laughs) How many? Question number five. How many Mario Sports series have there been in total? How many sports have they made games based off of? Or how many sports games have they had? Not including Mario Kart. Which is my favorite. I'm going to just go, say, six. Oh, it's five. Oh, you know what's crazy, too? I was going to say five, but I wanted to go six. It is Mario oh. Tennis, Mario Golf, Mario Baseball, Mario Strikers, and Mario oh, and Sonic at the Olympic Games. Dude, I was going to say oh, five. Oh, man. I was going to say five, but then I was like, no, six. I'll, let me just let me just highball this. Ah, oh, It's okay. I guessed four. Oh, so, our champion... Game. Big Mike, two so, and zero on the season. No, no, one and one. One and one. One and one. Big Mike so, so, into the win column. So, Renee so, goes to one and three yeah. in the dungeon so in does, the cellar. Does that mean for next? Bring week, on the clown! <laughs> for next week, I got to come up with questions for all three of you. Is that the DL now? Yeah, I guess yeah, so. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. I guess Moderator, so. producer. Ooh, man. <laughs> You're wearing a hat around here. I wear a lot of hats. <laughs> Extraordinaire, this guy, Big Mike. <laughs> wow, all right. Shit, you got to think of a category, too. I was going to say five, damn it. Well, you know, close only counts in horses yeah. and hand grenades. Yeah. yeah, I guess so. So, again, just <laughs> another tribute, uh, another shout-out to Alex Trebek. We hope you, you recover and get better because we're all root- pulling for you here on Trek Absolutely. Talk. This and at the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. He's a national treasure, this man. Exactly. So we do th- Thursday trivia throwdown every Thursday. It's our fun way of just kind of mixing it up and, and asking some questions. Because trivia is always fun. Let's be real. Yeah. Just, just look at that. Big Mike beat me in trivia. Hmm. So You're making an enemy out of me there, Big Mike. I've made an enemy out of a lot of people. <laughs> Join the club. <laughs> what, are, what, are, what are you thinking for a category? Anything preliminary? Thinking? I was leaning. I'm leaning a little bit towards some hockey. I like it. Br- bring it in for you guys. Some hockey. I like we it. could do hockey. Okay. Don't make it big, Mike. It's his call. Don't don't make it too hard. Don't make it too hard. Make it hard as possible. All right. Cool. No one's gonna give me. A, that's what she said. Oh. <laughs> no, I was trying to be professional. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. <laughs> We're not professional around here. In case uh, you didn't notice. As we say in the hood. My yeah. bad. <laughs> My bad, bro. All right. Um, <laughs> shit. All right. Let's go to break. Uh, let's get these things. <laughs> We're trying to keep it professional. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess. Let's go to break. When we come back, a little NFL talk. Sounds good? Sounds like a plan, Stan. All right. Here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network, this is Chalk Talk. It's the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. You're listening to Chalk Talk on the Worldwide Sports Radio the Network. <laughs> <laughs> he's going along while in the room. He's like, do you have it? He's like, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. oh, we're back, right? We're back, yeah. <laughs> I told you. 
<laughs> we're laughing about uh, Sports Center commercials here. And we just went through a whole treasure of them. We went through uh, the, Jimmy Johnson, uh, Drew Brees, Drew Brees Mardi Gras one, Mexican Russian spies. That one's that one's funny. Or uh, the uh, Manning brothers where they're wet willying and kicking each other Classic. in the butt. Uh, that was yeah, those are good ones. Got out of hand. <laughs> very fast, very fast. Um, let's get into uh, the National Football League, shall we? Mm. Uh, we have the Antonio Brown situation possibly coming to an end very shortly, possibly tomorrow. Uh, I believe that was according to Ian Rappaport a few days ago. He said that by Friday, Antonio Brown should be traded. Um, what are some landing spots? I know Jimmy had a few that uh, he wanted to give out. Um, I'm thinking San Francisco's probably one of them. Uh, Green well, Bay, maybe. I, I think San Francisco definitely wants him because if you think about that, adding him to that offense, him and the George Kittle, the healthy Garoppolo, and Antonio Brown, Jerick uh, McKinnon. Jerick McKinnon at the back. I mean, that becomes a pretty legitimate pretty offense. Yeah. But the real, more realistic landing spot I see him going to is the Oakland Raiders because they have well, those they have three the first-round draft picks where they can offer that, and they also have a desperate need for him. And it, in terms of, you know, it's not like it's, it's Pittsburgh who's going to take the best offer for him. So it's not like Antonio has a say in where he's going. And what? I think Oakland ends up making the deal at the end of the day to get Antonio Brown. Mm-hmm. A guy, look, after losing a Khalil Mack, getting a Bears like that, you need some sort of superstar, some sort of talent that's going to draw fans to the seats, that's going to give John Gruden a little bit more to work with. And I see the Oakland Raiders making the move. Well, what I do want to say about that is, let's say the Cardinals don't take Kyler Murray. It's the been, Cardinals it's, are reported out, so they were reported out yesterday. Of what? The A B. No, no, I'm talking about Kyler Murray here. Oh, okay. Let's say they don't take Kyler Murray. John Gruden has been said to really, really love this kid. Do you think do you see any way possible that that they pull a move to move up into move up in the draft up to that second spot? No. And take a Kyler Murray. No. Which is where those those picks would come into play because those are possibly the picks that are probably going to be sent to Pittsburgh if they do make uh, some sort of a deal for Antonio Brown, which is why I'm, I'm sort of like asking that question. No, I think you stick with Derek Carr and you get Antonio Brown because that's a much better combination. Yeah, even if you love Kyler Murray and if he doesn't go to Arizona, I mean, San Francisco's not taking him and the Jets aren't taking him, so he's going to fall right into your lap then at four. But then you have a team like... The New York Giants that are fishing around for a quarterback too. That that's just the reason why I was asking. I don't know I, if the Giants are moving up for a Kyler Murray. They're not moving up for Kyler Murray at yeah. all. They're gonna wait to see if Dwayne Haskins falls mm-hmm. to them, and if he does, they'll take him probably. But if not, I think they go defensive. I, I think they should go defensive or even offensive line if they wanted to. Oh, sure, but I mean, I, I mean, I, I, I don't I, know how we got off AB. No, 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 because that that, that was just. Uh, a thought process behind it because they have those three uh, first round picks. Yes, those last two are probably going to be. In one, one of them, of them one of them at least will be involved. I mean, in Antonio how much would you Brown? give up for an Antonio Brown, a guy where you know you kind of have the stronger hand? Do you? I mean, do you have the stronger hand if you're a team making the trade for him, or do you have the stronger hand if you're the Steelers? I think it's kind of a good, fair question. Because I think it's now the 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 team that's picking up Antonio Brown. I that's what I would lean towards. But if you're the Steelers, also, I mean, this is a, the best wide receiver in football, so you still have to say it. We're not just going to give him away because, in the end of the day, you still do have him under contract. Yeah, the risk of him not playing, but you're giving up. You're you're giving up to a team a number one receiver in football. Well, that's, well, that's the thing. You don't. So if, like you, can't, you, said, you have to get some sort of fair return. It but, can't just be a third round pick. You know what I mean? You're going to have to ask for first. I think they go into the negotiations asking for first and possibly seconds, but. I'm, I'm, how, I, many, how much are you giving up? That's, that's what, kind of what I'm asking. Yeah, yeah. 
But look what you're getting. I, I know what you're getting. If I'm Oakland and you have so many, I could give up one of the two first. One. I, one first. One first and maybe a later pick. And if Pittsburgh doesn't like it, well, that might be the best offer you're going to get. I mean, mm-hmm. but that's, that's kind of where I'm saying who has a stronger hand because this is the guy where if you're making the trade for this guy, like you want Antonio Brown mm-hmm. on your team. And he want, if he wants out and you want him on your football team. To be, on, to be honest with you, I think it, I think it splits down the middle 50-50 for the simple fact that the Steelers, at the end of the day, they don't have to trade him. Mm-hmm. Like you said, he's still on the contract. If he, do, if he doesn't get traded, he's probably not going to play, if anything. But if you're the opposing team, you see um, the type of player that the type of person that Antonio Brown is. As much as you're exactly. saying, "Oh, I'm going to stronghand you," at the end of the day, you're still like, "Wait, we actually yeah, like, we really, need, really yeah, want yeah. this guy," you know? So for, I think that first round pick is definitely in play. That's probably going to have to be. Yeah, a first. that's going to be. That's going to go in there. Well, that's you're probably going to have to give up like a, second. a second. It's. Well, and Oakland's got an early pick. That can't be a deal breaker, in my opinion, if you're getting a guy like Antonio. And Oakland, I think, has picked 35 or something like that in the second. Yeah, so that's a high second. That's a high second. So if you give up 20, would you give up 24 and 35 or 27 and 35? Yeah, 100%. 100%. If you're the Steelers, do you take that or you? Yes, 100%. You take that. You don't want this. You don't want him in the locker room. Oh, absolutely not. You want him as far away as from that locker room as possible, and that's why I think they would rather trade him to the NFC. Which is but, why I was, you know. I brought up the 49ers before as well. Well, well I, another team you brought up was the Green Bay Packers, who could who, use as top receivers, and well. they have a second first round pick, number thirty overall, because of the Saints deal for Marcus Davenport. So. Trade thirty, you get Antonio Brown, and then think Antonio of that. Antonio Brown with Aaron Rodgers and Devontae pre- Adams. A pretty sick, uh, a pretty sick one, two combination right there. Uh, if you ask me, it's because you're, you're you're also giving and uh, Aaron Rodgers a weapon that he so desperately has needed, especially since Jordy Nelson was was uh, was sent uh, you know sent away pretty much. Yeah, was, was he ended up year. he ended up in Oakland. Um, you're giving Aaron Rodgers that weapon there. You, and, and sorry to cut you off, but if you look right now on paper, the Packers are the third best team in the AFC North. The mm-hmm. Vikings are better and the mm-hmm. Bears are better. Mm-hmm. So if you get another weapon all of a sudden, you change some things on that defense and the Packers are right back where we thought they would be. Do you think? Do you guys think once Antonio Brown gets traded, once his demands get met, that did kind of blow, this kind of goes away a little bit, and he becomes more focused on football and not as much being in the media? Or do you think that now that he has this spotlight, he's just going to keep running his mouth and being a detriment to the teams where he goes? I think that's another risk you run when you're making a trade with this guy. Is what he's done in the last couple of months, where he's a circus. I think. I think. Uh, I think. It doesn't affect him much. I think he'll be. I'll t- I think he continues to be who he who he is, because at the end of the day, his mouth, him running his mouth, pretty much got him out of Pittsburgh. He got his he got his way. Mm-hmm. He wanted out of Pittsburgh, so he ran his mouth and look what's going to happen. He's going to find his way out, and then he's going to he's going to go to a team where he's going to be the the spotlight. He's going to be the number one attraction for that, or so he thinks for that team. On Oakland, he would be. Well, that doesn't really answer my question, though. I think if you're a team, you have to sit him down and say, look, we need you to focus on football. Mm-hmm. We know more of this nonsensical garbage that you went on in Pittsburgh. And, and that's where I think a lot of the blame on what happened in Pittsburgh, everyone wants to point to Ben, but Mike Tomlin had, you know, has to be put in his place, too, on that because 
Remember, they, I forgot who they beat. Maybe it was the Chiefs or someone. And he's recording Tomlin's yeah, post-game that was, speech. Well, that was really where the first signs of Antonio Brown being a locker room malcontent came mm. to fruition. That was the first time we really saw anything from Antonio Brown. Right. And then since that moment, it's just been worse and worse and worse and worse and worse in terms of what he's done in, his, in the public spotlight. Right. Yeah. So it's just it's definitely a concern when you're giving up a first, like we say at Oakland, if you give up the first and that second, that 35th, which is you know a late first, as I like to call those, because mm-hmm. you're still getting t- first-round talent with those early couple of second-round picks. Absolutely. It's, it's something to consider. But I think for the Raiders, it makes a little bit more sense because when you go to Vegas and whatever it is, I think I mean, where are they playing year? this year? Is a they're playing in Oakland. They're playing in Oakland. Didn't that fail last night? No. no they I've, said something about, like, I, I'm pretty sure that that deal didn't work out. They had, hold on. But uh, continue any of it. Whatever. Well, right, from right now, we'll assume they're playing in Oakland. They need a face for when they go to Vegas. And so Antonio Brown, who. We have set who you've said is the best receiver in football. You know, he's definitely one of the top two or three. You need a face to go be the face of the franchise. And Antonio Brown would be a perfect face for the franchise in Vegas when they move. I would, uh, yeah, I would agree, which is why that, I'm saying that, that's he'll, why he'll, they make he'll the be move. The, he'll be the spotlight. Right. But, but, I, but, but I do agree with you also that in the sense of they need to sit down. If, if this so happens, they need to sit down and talk to him and be like, yo, we're not taking your crap anymore. Mm-hmm. We're not going. We're not anymore. But we're not going to be taking your crap at all, right? Because yeah. we're trying to steer. We're trying to ride a ship here. We're trying to. We're, we're trying to get this thing together for when we move to move to Vegas. We just jump right in and become the t- the Oakland Raiders that we were in. What was it? Two thousand fifteen ish. Yeah. When they actually made the playoffs that one year, and uh, I mean, obviously and they got eliminated in, in the first round. Connor Cook, but. Yeah. The Raiders don't have a deal to play in Oakland yet. Apparently, it was supposed to be done, but like I said, I was reading last night uh, when I was at work. It says Raiders deal to play in 2019 season in Oakland in jeopardy. They haven't told us the reason why, but the quotes are um, the Stadium Authority Executive Director Scott McKibben said the deal is 95% there. He said the sides are stuck on one issue, and it's possible the Raiders and the Coliseum won't be able to come to an agreement before Tuesday's deadline. Oh, McKibben would unra- wouldn't, wouldn't reveal details of what he called significant remaining issues, but sources say it's related to the team's training facility and headquarters in Alameda. So it's something to do with the training facilities of why they can't get this deal done to play in Oakland right now. Yeah, I actually just found it too. Well, I mean, they're nomads. Who knows what the hell's <laughs> happening with the that, that situation is terrible. You know what they should do? They should just play NFL Street. Real <laughs> life version. That. Just real lot. life version. Parking lot games. Raiders <laughs> and you know whoever they're playing that week. Why not, right? Yeah. So what do you think would be the team that would benefit the most? Because we say the Raiders might have the pieces to get them, but who do you think becomes the best team if they were to, pull, to, to make the move? Is it the Niners? The Niners' offense would be good if they're, you know, stay healthy. You know, I think Green Bay would benefit too. I think any team who gets them is getting better. I'll say it like that. But do we think this happens in the next couple of days, as reported? Yes. I, I I don't think they, they reported they, they, they otherwise. Steelers want this situation just completely done. Yeah, they want to focus free agency, the draft, get him out as ASAP. It's. It's a messy. It's a real messy split. Yeah, uh, I'm reading something here from Tom Pelissero. 
All the all indications are John Gruden would love to have Antonio Brown in Oakland, but Brown's contract demands are a hurdle for the Raiders and others as trade talks approach ahead. I mean, yeah, look how much they pay Derek Carr. Yeah. <laughs> and there was a report at the Combine last week they were shopping Derek Carr a little bit. So they don't even know who the quarterback is there. Although they'll tell you they think it's Carr, but you know, I mean, if they <laughs> one day it's Carr, tomorrow it's whoever. like you said, they don't even know where they're playing yet. So, like you know, this this entire situation. We, is we know two things about the Raiders. What's we, that? We know who the coach is. We know what their colors are, and we know their colors. <laughs> <laughs> and unfortunately, who the owner is as well. Who? Uh, GM him and, too. Him and his haircut, man. Who? <laughs> that haircut's got to go. We're grading people on hair now. <laughs> That guy should always be graded on his hair. Okay. Right. That Fair enough. When it comes to his hair. Fair enough. Jeez. Um, <laughs> I was going to bring something up. Where'd it go? Well, do so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, Jordan Howard. That's the other thing I was going to bring up. Jordan Howard is a por- uh, reportedly being uh, shopped out there by mm-hmm. the uh, Chicago Bears. Bears. Uh, I mean, it kind of mo- makes sense. They like Tariq Cohen. They have other options. Yeah, multi- multiple teams have approached the Bears about him. Uh, this was during the NFL dr- uh, during the NFL Combine. Um, Two hundred and fifty uh, carries, nine hundred thirty-five yards, three point seven yard uh, average, nine touchdowns, two fumbles. Uh, that was his. Uh, that was his line from last year. Respectable. Yeah, they'd be getting whoever ends up getting him will be getting you know a serviceable player. Yeah, short yards, you know, runs hard. Yeah, according to Adam Schefter, multiple teams approached the Bears at the combine last week and discussed the potential trade. Uh, discussions are ongoing. Uh, who would be a team that would be needing the Eagles? But to me, I, I feel like the Bears are kind of more of like a. Less conventional running the ball 35 times a game offense. They kind of use more like a Cohen who they kind of use those bubble screens and pass mm-hmm. routes that Trubisky likes to run to his right and kind of do options. And I'm not sure how it really fits that what they're trying to do on offense all that well. So maybe that's why they're kind of mo- trying to move on in a different direction in terms of a different skill set back. Not to say that they don't like Howard. I just maybe he's not that fit for that offense. The kind of, mm-hmm. I think they're more of like a quicker offense than Howard yeah. is more of a conventional back. Sure. I mean, I, we, I specifically saw that in the Jets game where Tariq Cohen just yeah, I mean, absolutely just catches <laughs> what, like eight balls Ooh. a game? Yeah. He was gone for 75 yards, untouched by anybody on, an, on a, a little, little, little bubble pass. It's just, it, that's just the type of team that uh, the type it's of the offense that they run. It's the way Matt Nagy runs his yeah. offense, yeah. Saw it in Kansas City with Kareem Hunt. And if he views Cohen the same way, well, you know. Speaking of – not speaking of Kareem Hunt, but speaking about the the Chiefs and that deal that they're that they're talking about with with Tyreek Hill. What do you think with the number with the number would be for that? Because oh, they're talking record breaking deal here. I don't even want to assume because that I'm is, asking you to assume. Well, what I, did Odell get? Ninety six for five, five years? years. So more than that, more than AB. Is Tyreek Hill better than Antonio Brown or Odell Beckham? But that's that's the question. That that's why I sort of asked it because at that point he'd be he'd be making numbers we've never. Well, I mean, seen I before. guess it's just kind of the way it's, it's the time when they signed their contracts. Like, was Joe Flacco the best quarterback in football when he got his highest no. record deal? No, he wasn't. But it's the time he was up for his deal, and that's the way that it was going. 
it's I guess the next guy who's up is always going to kind of try to get that higher deal, and the contracts are just going to keep spiking up and spiking up, like we've seen in every sport, really. Mm-hmm. What did Harper just get? Three thirty. What's he? Get? What's Trout going to get? He wants four hundred. So yeah, that's how it works. That's just kind of the way. Yeah, it just goes year by year at that point. Yeah, it's it's when you become a free agent and what that's what dictates the price, really. Yeah, I'd pr- yeah. That, uh, that's a really good question. What Hill's going to get? I mean, he's as dynamic of a playmaker as there is in a le- in the league, but who to give him top receiver money is. If you're I mean, the when you're gonna have to pay Patrick Mahomes. Well, he's the still got a the, the the break with Mahomes is he's year two in yeah, that you do four, have more years. Right? You do have that fifth year option okay, on yes, him because he was a first year. round but, pick. Yes, more than likely, you would want to work on the deal even before that fifth year option comes into play. Well, don't I don't know think? if they can negotiate until year the fourth four. Year. That's yeah, what I'm talking yeah. about. During that fourth year, I'm pretty sure you would well, want to talk. But but that's deal the, at that that's point. two more years away still. But, yeah. but that's the difference between a Patrick Mahomes and let's say, uh, I know folks is here, but Dak Prescott. The Cowboys didn't take Prescott in the first round. That's why they have to negotiate the extension now. Mm-hmm. Took him one third round, fourth, fourth round, round, I believe. Yeah. There are some free agent. Um, man, I just lost the page. Uh, free agents here. Uh, let's go over the the top overall free agents, and sort of take a wild gander as to where they're going to end up. All right. So obviously the number one is Le'Veon Bell. Obviously the Jets are 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 in Vegas, the number one spot for for Le'Veon Bell. But what if that doesn't happen for the Jets? Where does he go? Colts. Would you agree with that? Colts. The dark shot. I'll dark shot. I'll say is the Ravens. I don't see the Ravens. I mean, I, I like you said, dark shot. But, I mean, I think it's between the Colts and the Jets, in my opinion. Uh, the Colts. Who do you think is a better situation for him, though? The Colts. The Colts, the Colts right Definitely now. the Colts. But I think the Jets might be willing to throw more money at him. Yeah. But I, if I'm Le'Veon Bell, I, if Who I'm Who needs not, him more? The, the I would Jets. Say the Jets. Exactly. Which is why I understand they would throw more money at him. But if you want to go to a situation in which you, you're ready and you're only going to be adding to a team, I don't that's think he really cares playoffs. about winning. And he showed that pretty damn well last season mm-hmm. that he's willing to sit out if he yeah. doesn't get the money that he wants. I mean, they, really think this guy's first concern is winning at this point? Give me a break. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this could also be a dark shot, but Tampa Bay Br- yeah. in the Bruce Arians offense. Yeah. I don't know. Okay, I, I don't I'm know. just throwing it out there. I mean, they drafted that guy in the first round last year, right? Uh, Ronald Jones. Yeah. First or second round, yeah. Nick Foles, we already know where he's going. Yep. Well, supposedly he's going. He's going to go hang out with Mick Foley. Jeez. I hate you. <laughs> Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy Bridgewater is a free agent quarterback this year. He uh, obviously started off with the Jets last year, got traded to the New Orleans Saints. Where does he end up? Do you, I mean, th- do you I, think that's a good if, fit for, yes, for the Dolphins? 110%. You want him to be a Dolphin? I would love for Teddy Bridgewater to be a Dolphin. Uh, not a long-term deal because he hasn't played enough. But on a one-year with an option deal, he's from Miami. He played with Devontae Parker at Louisville. I think it's a good fit. I really do. You think he's going to have many other opportunities other than a one-year and sort of an option deal? No, I, I don't think. take th- that two, three-year risk? I don't, th- I don't, th- I don't, I don't think a team will do that. I don't that. see it either. Yeah. I mean, I could also see a team like Bridgewater maybe going to the Washington Redskins if they don't decide to make a trade for Rosen or draft a guy with their 15th pick. I could see them maybe taking a one-year gap on, on Bridgewater. 
as well. Super I still think they have to draft one because you yeah, never I know mean, about Alex Smith. What about a trade for Rosen? Trade that 15th pick for well, Rosen. I, I'm saying if you don't do the Rosen deal, yeah. they, they're going to have to take one because you don't know when Alex you Smith. You have no and, idea when your quarterbacks yeah. are coming back. You don't have a quarterback. Yeah. You got Colt McCoy. Who also broke his leg. Right? Yeah, I know. <laughs> but, but, but you can't Replacing be, Alex Smith. <laughs> you, you can't be confident in starting the year with Colt McCoy. Hell no. Yeah. I'm not confident starting any game with Colt McCoy. No. <laughs> I'm not confident starting a preseason game with Colt McCoy. <laughs> I'm confident starting a turkey bowl game with Colt McCoy. <laughs> in, in I'd rather, my, in my I'd rather high school. I'd rather see myself as a starting quarterback. Jeez. Than Colt McCoy? Hell no. Uh, Landon Collins. There's a lot of teams that can there, use a there's Landon a Collins. Lot he's going to be Jeez. getting mad money. I mean, we'll see what happens with the Earl Thomas to the Cowboys situation because he's telling he's not, I mean, he doesn't want a discount. <laughs> uh, if they decide to splurge on him, which I think they end up will do. it. Will, will do. But if they don't do that, maybe they go after maybe a somewhat little bit cheaper Landon Collins. Um, I, like we said, Kansas City, I think we talked about it yesterday, Kansas City is a prime team for him to go to. So I think, I think there's a bunch of teams who could use a Landon Collins, but I think the main two teams I look at who need safeties are – the Chiefs and the Cowboys. I'm not even a Giants fan, but it still pisses me off at the fact that the Giants didn't trade him away at the moment uh, that they I mean, had I'm to. Over, we're over that. It's, yeah, it is what it is at this point. What are you you can't do? be over that because you're losing him for nothing. What are you going to do? It's over. You're, I can't You can't live time. in the past. Yeah. It happened. I, I, it sucks. It happened. Yeah. Earl Thomas. Still saying Cowboys? No, I, I don't. If he's not going to take the discount, I don't think the what Cowboys are going to What about the Niners? Is that a serious thing? Richard Sherman's there, so that that could be something. Jeez. Oh, my God. This guy just gave him back-to-back box. Sorry to disrupt, yeah. but this guy on Minnesota just hit like an 800-foot home run. The guy before, the previous batter before him hit it in the same spot. That one went out of the stadium. <laughs> Both of them did. did the first one did, yeah. too? Oh, my God. That guy just got cut. I thought I was watching a replay. Wow. I'm like, whoa. If anyone t- wants to watch highlights of the Red Sox-Twins preseason game, oh. or spring training game, he had two Who back-to-back shots out of the Kerrigan. stadium. Ryan Kerrigan's brother. Wow. That was that's Jeez. a rocket. That's a monstrous home run. Anyway. I really thought that was a replay. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. That one has it, a, that one <laughs> move over Sputnik. <laughs> Jesus. What about the Steelers for an Earl Thomas? I mean the Steelers could use a safety. They could use a safety for sure. There's a lot of teams, like yeah. I said, like Land, that, like with Landon who could use that, safety. Is it, uh, you got four really good safeties. It's a good safeties. time to be a safety right yeah. now. Yeah. You're gonna be getting a lot of money too. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the Giants don't have one. They're going to lose Riley as well. So I don't know what the hell they're going to do. <laughs> Tyron Matthew, the Honey Badger. Ooh. I think the Giants the might Giants. go with Tyron Matthew. I they, think, they, that's, they, they, I they think been, that's where he's going. Uh, he's been linked to them apparently so far in the early goings. Uh, I'll I'll agree with the Giants. I, I think there's going to be other teams. Baltimore's apparently involved, and Houston would like to keep him. But I think the Giants have more of the need, and he knows James Betcher, so mm-hmm. that that, that yeah, should exactly. that should be a good fit for him. You have Ezekiel Ansa as well. He's out. Uh, he's available. Defensive end. Jets need a pass rusher. Oh, they do. They really do. Giants need a pass rusher. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of teams can use flip a, a pass coin. <laughs> flip a coin. Damn it. Anthony Barr is out there too. Linebacker. Oh. That's a big loss for Minnesota. That's a big loss on their defense. Giants need a linebacker. (laughs) (laughs) He fills two needs at once. (laughs) You think anybody's going to 
take up on Tyrod Taylor after the failed experiment in, in, in someone will probably pick so, up someone will take a chance in Cincinnati uh, Cincinnati in Cleveland I don't think it was a failed experiment I, to be I, honest I think it I, would have been ba- very bad no I think he did what he was paid to do you're gonna play until Baker's ready and then no it Baker's just looks very very bad in week what was it week three he uh, got hurt two. you gotta remember he got hurt in that game that's why Baker came in he did he got a uh, concussion was it yeah and and Baker even even in. before that he didn't look well, he didn't look good. But you know, uh, you knew Taylor, it was a time you know it was a ticking time bomb he's in that great, game. He's not a great quarterback. He's not. He's a backup quarterback. He's a game manager. Center in Miami. No. I'd rather have Teddy. I, I, I'll be honest with you. I'd rather have Teddy. I'd rather have Case Keenum. I'd rather sit, tell Dan Marino to come out of retirement. Nathan Peterman. Oh no 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 no. <laughs> Yeah, no. send Nathan Peterman over there. Oh, I'm sure yeah. he'll be fine. I'm sure he will. He stays too. in the AFC East. He'll never find the stadium. Someone will give him wrong directions. <laughs> Just keep going. <laughs> Just keep going. That's the, that's Just keep water. going until you hit the water. Yeah. <laughs> you hit the water. Just get out of the car. You You'll swim find over Cuba there eventually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but so Teddy, do you, so, so you, as a Dolphins fan, you yeah. really think Teddy Bridgewater is? A, is I Number think, one choice, or do you just put him at at one at the top of your list as somebody that you would really consider bringing in? He's someone I would really consider bringing in. Uh, my number one choice, and people are going to harp on it. I wouldn't mind giving Ryan Tannehill one more year. Harp? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I wouldn't. I, I think if you give him consistency, the guy can play consistency. You, I mean, well, how many years has he had? Yeah. What do well, you want? If you look at another tr- coaching change too. Well, I'm not blaming that on him. I'm blaming no, I'm, right. no, but that's that but, has but, to do with consistency as well. Because right. you're changing but, but at that the, point. You're changing the okay, offense. If you look at last so offseason, try to make it work, and it hasn't. I mean, well, yeah, injuries. JJ was his running back for a while. And he's gone. His favorite receiver was Jarvis Landry. Now he's gone. Devontae Parker doesn't even know what kind of good shape is. I mean, whose fault is that? I, I I blame partly Adam Gase. I do blame Ryan Tannehill. But if there's Devon, not Devontae Parker came into the league looking like a very solid, legitimate number two wide receiver. Right. And he's has when he's had the opportunity, he's been okay, but you know, he's never been consistent. The the thing for me is if you're not going to upgrade the position, just don't I'm okay with Ryan Tannehill for one more year. Don't force the issue. Don't force me don't make me watch Case Keenum. You know what I'm saying? If you could get Teddy, fine. One year. One year with an option. Draft your guy next year. With a much better class. With a much better class. Because I hate these stupid mock drafts that project, oh, you're going to get Kyler Murray. No. I don't want a Kyler Murray. Hmm. Sorry. Hmm. Interesting. Kyler Murray, not a Dolphin. Interesting. Big Mike's eyes. <laughs> Prefer Brian Tannehill. What about what about Haskins? No, I don't like Dwayne Haskins. Urban Myers produced one good NFL quarterback, and that's Alex Smith. Good point. Um, Dante Fowler of formerly of the Jacksonville Jaguars and Los Angeles Rams of uh, St. Louis. The Jets need a pass rusher. No, you're not wrong. I'm just laughing about it because it's like the Jets need everything. <laughs> the Jets literally freaking need everything except the quarterback. True. They need a running back. They need wide receivers. They need to work on a on a pass rusher. They don't need safeties. They don't need safeties. 
They could but use they, a they, corner. You could, you could use a corner. <laughs> that was rude before to Tim Tebow, by the way. <laughs> I Tim thought that's Te- who he was going to say. <laughs> no, did Tim Tebow's <laughs> <laughs> You know what? I, I'm I was going to let it go, but I couldn't. I'm, I'm sorry. I forgot the one slant to Demarius Thomas where the Pittsburgh <laughs> hey, Steelers couldn't hey, tackle. Hey, it he meant to do that. <laughs> I know he did. He wanted Demarius Thomas to run that far, damn it. Yeah, now Demarius Thomas ain't going anywhere. It's a cheap <laughs> shot. Shit. Wow. Cheap <laughs> shot. Jeez. Uh Sue. You should stay with the Rams. Yeah, I'm with Jimmy. Why would you leave the Rams when you have Ndamuk- when you have Aaron Donald who's gonna get double teamed every time and Dominican Sue can just feast like he did in that playoffs? Think it's gonna be another one year deal? I'd give him two year deals. Yeah. Three year. I don't know. I mean he's he, he played he worked himself out. Into, he yeah. played himself into yeah, some he money. Played there. Great. He played yeah. great football. If the Rams have the space, you know what the hell? Yeah. Yeah, the Jets need everybody. <laughs> the Jets aren't getting the Dominican Sue. No, no, no. I'm not looking. No, no, no. I'm not looking at it. I'm just saying, like, the Jets really need everybody. <laughs> it's really not even funny anymore. It's you all got, funny. You got good safeties. Actually, we do. W- w- one other oh, thing. Marcus that, May needs to stay healthy for me. One, I like Marcus May. One team on Sue also, Cleveland. That'd be scary. <laughs> I, don't like, I don't like that. Yeah, I don't mean, <laughs> That's a recipe. Yikes. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> but. Yeah, Marcus May needs to prove himself. He needs to be healthy for an entire year for me. He didn't. He didn't do. He didn't do anything last he year. He may He's... be able to do that. I'm going home. <laughs> I'm going home. Cut the cut the crap. I'm out of here. Cut the crap. <laughs> uh, that does it here for us today, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining us here on Thursday. We'll be back tomorrow, same time, two to four p.m. here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Coming up next, Matty Caps and the Third and Long Show. He was missed yesterday. So I'm pretty sure he has a lot, a lot, a lot he wants to get into today. <laughs> <laughs> no, not much. Nothing, nothing. <laughs> All right, so stay tuned for his show. We'll be back tomorrow, 2 to 4 p.m. here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. This is Chalk Talk. Have a great day, everybody. See ya. It is the Worldwide Sports Radio Network.